Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And today's guest, we have Jennifer Lucy. She's a modern day missionary, a soul care specialist, an author of multiple titles, a curator of soul circle events, and a founder of From My Block to Yours. Please welcome to the show, Jennifer Lucy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for just being open to come on the show and to share, um, to inspire others. How has your day been? It has been pretty busy, uh, but hey, just trying to get a lot of things done and close out the year strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So speaking of strong, you know, a lot of the women that come on the show, you know, they all have multiple titles and they're doing so many amazing things. So I actually like to start the show by asking if you know what your name means, because that's a title that we're called many times a day. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So my name means white wave or fair one. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what a white wave is, but. Um, fair, I believe is a synonym for beautiful. So beautiful one. So I guess that's a sweet name. I love it. I love it. Uh, It's funny you say that. I remember growing up, my parents told me that McKinney meant beautiful one. So my entire life, I thought that's what it meant. And I realized, I think they lied to me. So it wasn't until... Uh, until my adult life where I started to do more research into the meaning of my name and it's uh, Swahili for strength of character. Wow. Well, that, Hey, that's powerful right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was walking around thinking it meant beautiful one and telling people that my entire life, but Hey, (laughs) (laughs) so I want to jump right into your story. You know, you have a really powerful story and I've been following you for a long time uh, through Instagram, although I've never really had the chance to reach out and connect your story um, inspires me. And to, to be honest, your entire circle, your, your, um, network of women that you surround yourself with are all beautiful souls and powerful women that I follow because you inspire me and I love to follow amazing women on Instagram because that's where I go, you know, to feed from people that I don't I don't know. So I'm honored to have you on the show and I want to start um, by first asking, you know, so you left the corporate world to pursue direct sales. How has that changed your life and what has it allowed you to do? Wow. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I was the type of person that never thought that I could do direct sales. Uh, I was introduced to many different things in the past, you know, when you have those people who invite you over to their house and it's like, surprise, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I want you to sign up for this. And so I would always reject those types of um, opportunities. And through uh, my persuasive BFF, she said, hey, I think this is the one that is going to be life-changing. And at the time I was working in corporate America, I was uh, miserable. I knew that my season was up uh, for working as an executive assistant. I had been an executive assistant for 10 years, but 
you just know when you no longer have the grace for something. It's like mm-hmm. a shift happens to where you go into the office and it's like, okay, I don't know how much more I can take this. <laughs> and so when she introduced me uh, to this opportunity, I just said, what the heck? I mean, I can use some extra money. Uh, who knows what will happen? And what ended up happening uh, blew my mind. My business just grew. Oh, I mean, I, I won't say overnight, but within six months, I had doubled my income that I was making in the government. And then within a year, I had tripled my income. Mm-hmm. So I do realize that that type of success is not it's not common in the direct sales industry uh, because uh, at the time I ended up being in like the top uh, 1% in that company. Um, mm-hmm. But it, that one decision, stepping out in faith to just build a different stream of income just changed our lives. We were able to pay off debt. We were able to move into um, a new home and have, um, also, we were able to do the things that we're super passionate about, uh, which I was able to found a nonprofit. I am able to frequently lead missions teams and go on the mission field, but I would not have been able to do that if I did not tap into direct sales, which opened the door for so much freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love that, you know, you talk about that it was able to um, open the door for you to do the things that you're really passionate about and also to start a nonprofit and stuff like that because sometimes you know people have the wrong perception of direct sales first of all Um, but secondly I have seen firsthand um, coming from someone who was never interested in anything like that but I've seen firsthand through my immediate circle how it has changed people's lives and allowed them to, um, you know, start other businesses or do more and serve more within the community. You know, once you take your perspective, how you look at things, what you're actually able to do with that, I think it's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, It it was a vehicle. And I tell everyone, like, even your job in corporate America, if you know that you're not called to stay there, then work it for now and use that income as a vehicle to be able to invest in some other streams and invest in some other things that you're passionate about. And that's what direct sales was and is still today for me. It is a vehicle that God just happened to put his super on my natural ability. (laughs) And now I'm able to uh, walk in some other things that I'm really uh, proud of. So what, what advice would you give to a woman looking to create some residual income to pursue her passions? I would highly uh, (laughs) advise them to consider direct sales. Do your research, though. You want to make sure that you do your research, that you're uh, jumping into also a company, that you're partnering with a company that you believe in. You Mm -hmm. believe in their products, and it's not fake to you. You're not, like, just trying to... Uh, share something that you're not actually passionate about using. Uh, For example, there's uh, companies that are direct sales related that sell things like uh, electric plans and things like that, or technological things. I'm not interested in that. Right. So for me to partner with a company that 
offers those types of things, it just doesn't make sense. So make sure that uh, if you are looking for that type of company, that it makes sense that it can connect with you in some way so that you can enjoy sharing it. You can enjoy using the product or the service and you can enjoy sharing it. I think that's a, uh, you know, that's a great tip and, and great advice because when you enjoy what you're doing and you're actually using the products, you're not selling, you're sharing, right? You, exactly. You're coming from a more authentic, uh, real place where you're not trying to force anything on anyone. You're really just sharing with the people that are interested or that it will benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're just sharing your everyday life, what you're using. Yes. Perfect. That's awesome. Okay. So um, we talked about, um, I want to introduce you. I said you're the curator of, of Soul Circle events. So uh, what is Soul Circles and how did it come about? Uh, Soul Circles is an event that I curated because I wanted to get women together outside of a church around good food, good conversation, and to really teach basic tools to studying the Bible. Uh, it's something that I'm passionate about. My background is in uh, biblical studies and theology. That's what I studied in school. So I love seeing, I love studying God's word, but I also love seeing other women as they begin to actually study God's word, I, I love seeing their lives change and their eyes open to different mm -hmm. things. But mm -hmm. I wanted to do a really cool event where it was not in a church building. I wanted to feel like it would be a girl's night out. So that's what we do at Soul Circles. We meet at restaurants, we meet at coffee shops, cute co-working spaces and things of that nature. That is uh, where our events are usually held. We'll have brunch or we'll have cupcakes or coffee or whatever that theme is. And then we go beyond the surface in our conversation at every Soul Circles because I believe that so often women, we connect with one another and we are so surface and the conversation really just doesn't go beyond, hey, what do you do or how are mm -hmm. you doing? And we give that uh highlight real answer well at mm -hmm. a soul circles we are going to go beyond the surface in our conversation through some exercises that i've created and then we get into a teaching and what i do i teach women uh basic exegesis uh so that they aren't afraid of handling the text and uh we have exercises and so i break it down and let them know that hey theology is not just for the divinity school student and exegesis is not just for the pastor of your church. Uh, mm -hmm. It's important that we're able to do it as well. I love how you're taking, you know, studying the Bible and, um, you know, developing the understanding of the word outside of the church. Um, so how do I, okay. So my mother has had me going to church since I was a little girl. Um, and, I decided to get rebaptized on my own when I, you know, after I was going through my divorce back in 2010. And that's when I actually made like that full commitment to myself that I was going to be <clears throat> at church every Sunday, no matter what. But there's something about, there was something missing for me still inside of the church in, in my understanding um, of the Bible. And then my connect, my connection, I guess, to the women within the church. And I have 
found I'm not necessarily called to minister in the church. Um, you know, uh, I do a lot of work outside of the church, but being right. able to be in environments where you're still um, speaking the word, studying the word outside of the church for me uh, is where I've found the greater understanding and more of my, uh, I'm going to say excitement, if you will. Um, and finding connectivity to, to, to women in that, in that space. Yeah. And that's what soul circles does when women come to a soul circles after going beyond the surface and studying together as well, they end up exchanging numbers and at times they continue uh, that friendship and build upon that and they study God's word or they read books together and things of that nature. So it brings me a lot of joy because I know what the power of community is and what it can do. And so that's one of the goals for a soul circle. I love that. I love that. So um, do you have any soul circle events coming up soon? I do. Actually, the first one is going to be January 25th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then we will probably hold another one in D.C. February 9th. I'm just locking down the location. Nice. Well, if you ever want to come and do one in Toronto, let me know. I'd be happy to help. I would love that. <laughs> I have not been to Toronto, so we have to talk. That'll be oh, fun. Yeah, you have to visit. You have to. You'll love it here. You'll absolutely love it. Okay, so can you share what um, the From My Block to Yours is all about? From My Block to Yours is my nonprofit organization that I started out of uh, having been on several mission trips and just saw the need for support of the long-term missionaries. And so that's what, when we first uh, got founded, that's what we, uh, our goal was just to tell the world about uh, these amazing people that are doing some awesome things in all throughout the earth. Uh, share their stories and also help to get sponsorship for them. Because what I learned from being on the mission field is that people would, uh, you know, have this amazing call and they would go and they would serve, but they didn't have the consistent financial support or even just the consistent support period, someone praying for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that grieved me. Uh, I spoke to a lot of different missionaries when I was on the field and I just saw a need and I said, hey, well, what if I use my platform to tell their stories and to also help to raise money for them? And so that is uh, what For My Block to Yours uh, started as. And now we're evolving to also support and come alongside other organizations that are taking the gospel from the four corners of the block to the four corners of the world. And I so, love it. so so Soul Circles is also becoming um, a program within From My Block to Yours because that's just another way that we're able to take uh, the gospel um, into different um, places. I love it. I love it. My uh, The first lady at my church, she does something for her birthday every year where she gives back to um, less fortunate women. And there's uh, an upscale salon that gives them the salon for the day. And um, I guess leading up to the event, you know, uh, women donate new clothing and funds and what have you, but then they also donate their time for the day. 
and they pamper these women and do Bible study and minister to them and give them complete makeovers and just show them the love of God. Um, And a lot of them end up becoming members of the church. So I, I, I love that. Um, part of it. I, I love the different That's ways beautiful. you know that, that we we show our love I love it I love it so um, you've written multiple books um, can you tell us what inspired you to write them and also let us know you know where we can purchase them well uh, the first book that I ever wrote was called dry tears a woman's guide to overcoming I wrote that out of my desire to really just share my story and to help women overcome. Uh, I am not the person that the person that you see today went through a lot. I overcome drug use. I overcame drug usage. Um, I overcame rape, uh, just a lot of trauma, Mm. a lot of things that I experienced and the Lord delivered me from it all. And so in dry tears, a woman's got to overcoming, I share that story, but I also share various uh, biblical principles that can help you to overcome in Christ. And so uh, that was the first book. And the second book I wrote was, gosh, I I don't even have this one in print right now, but it's called 101 Other Things to Do (laughs) uh, Than Have Sex, Pump, Bump, and Grind. And (laughs) I wrote that, and, and that title is, so like uh, everyone, when they hear it, they're like, wait a minute, what, 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 what is that title <laughs> about? But I did yeah. that for the shock factor. Um, and I wrote that my husband and I actually worked on that together uh, because our testimony is uh, interesting. I was celibate for six years prior to getting married and my husband was a 30 year old virgin when we mm-hmm. got married. And so uh, we just really wanted to honor God uh, in our relationship. And so during that time, people were asking, okay, so you're not having sex. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. so we were like, well, everyone thinks that you have to be having sex. There's so many other things that you can do to grow as a couple and also just grow as a person. Yes. And so we started writing 101 things. <laughs> so um, that is uh, how the inspiration beyond that. And then Be Your Own Relationship Goals, Volume 1. It's just a relationship uh, journal where it's like a gratitude journal for couples. So there's times that um, I may write something in it to just uh, thank my husband for doing something that he did or just write how I appreciate him. And there's days that he writes something in there for me. And we will look at the journal or we'll place it somewhere where the other person can find it. And it's really encouraging uh, in our relationship. And then lastly, uh, I just released the Changemaker Guide to Studying the Bible, which is an inductive uh, Bible study guide, which uh, that can be found on Amazon. And the other items can be found if you go to my website, jenniferlucytyler.com, you can learn more. Yeah. So uh, I'm sitting here in awe and listen patiently because I'm like, seriously, God? Okay, okay. So your first book um, is really, you know, your testimony and then you use scripture in there to kind of, um, you know, help people along the way to get through their adversities. 
So my first book is my testimony with scripture in there. It's called A Walk in My Stilettos, How to Get Through the Struggle with Grace. <laughs> and then wow. you talked about your um, second book. Is it 101 or 111? 101. Okay. So my second book um, was inspired because so many people said to me, oh my goodness, you have had such adversity. How are you able to stay so positive? And I said, well, you know, it's been affirmations and prayer. So my second book is called 111 Affirmations to Help You Heal. (laughs) I love it. And then my third book is a gratitude journal. (laughs) Wow. And and my fourth book is a couple's gratitude journal that my partner and I created together. (laughs) Man, I love it. I love it. I love seeing the Lord move. So we were supposed to meet for a reason. Definitely. I have goosebumps right now. I love it. I love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, you have um you have a retreat coming up this year correct I do I'm so excited yes it's called the change maker retreat that's awesome so I I was when I was looking and I seen that you were having it in Cape Town South Africa I was jumping up and down because two years ago um I did a book signing in Cape Town South Africa (laughs) Um, wow. It is beyond beautiful, like beyond beautiful. So I want you to talk about, you know, what the retreat entails and, you know, what people can can look forward to and how they can sign up. Well, I created the Change Maker Retreat because, first of all, I have a passion for women that are living on mission, being change makers and living on mission. What that simply means is that uh, they are. Uh, doing what God has called them to do. They are making impact. They are being his hands and feet in whatever sphere of uh, influence that God has them in. And so uh, I created this retreat to get change maker women together to actually slow down, to slow down, to spend time with God, to connect and to grow with one another and also to have some adventure and to have some fun. Mm-hmm. I uh, have an application process for this retreat because there are only 12 spots. And the mm-hmm. reason why there's only 12, someone had joked to me and said, oh, it's like the 12 disciples. And that wasn't <laughs> intentional at all. Mm-hmm. It was not. But that was the number that we settled on. I wanted to keep it intimate because then once you start getting 20 and 30 and 40 like it you it's more difficult to build uh intimacy an intimate relationship and so Mm -hmm. through the application process there's certain things that i'm looking for because i want to curate a group that can pour into one another and learn from one another and that my my prayer is that after this retreat that they will continue to support one another's endeavors and missions and things that uh, they are called to do, because we all need that type of uh, those relationships, you know, as we are uh, changing the world and doing what God has called us to do. So um, the Change Maker Retreat is September 30th to October 6th in 2019. I am going to be celebrating my birthday in Cape Town. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And my husband is also going to be there doing the men's edition. 
So he is really excited. They have a lot of adventurous stuff planned, like super adventurous. I'm not going to get it away, give it away, (laughs) but it's going to be really nice. I love it. I I love the whole idea, the whole concept, everything about it. I love, I love. So before we move on to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you. Well, you can stay connected to me through my website, which is www.jenniferlucytyler.com. Or you can connect with me on Instagram, and my name on Instagram is the same, Jennifer Lucy Tyler, Jennifer with two N's. Or you can find me on Facebook, same thing. So I keep everything the same so it could be easy to find me. Good, good, good stuff. Okay, so um, I had read uh, an article that was explaining that your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality type. And my obsession with stilettos, I mean, it's not just, you know, the, the, the beauty of what a stiletto looks like, but it has many meanings to me. Um, so my question to you is, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a high heel? Is it a running shoe? A walking shoe? Flip flop? My favorite type of shoe, it may have used to be stilettos, but now I don't know what happened after I turned over 35, but <laughs> I <cannot laughs> Stay in stilettos long. So now my favorite type of shoe, I love a bad boot that's like a flat mm. boot. So um, some type of cute flat boot that stands out, those are my favorites. Okay. So let's see what it's got here. It's got different types of boots here. Let's see. Um, uh, these are all these are working boots. That means that you work towards the future uh and then we've got these boots here that means that you have a take charge personality does that sound right okay yep that sounds about (laughs) right Uh, my my husband has to often you know put me in my place because of that but yeah (laughs) i hear you i hear you Yes, my mother says I'm bossy. She says, you are always so bossy. So yeah, that that works. (laughs) See, when when people say that about me, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to be bossy. I just know what I like. We just take charge. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, this segment of the show is called A Walk in Her Stilettos, where you share general inspiration from your walk. So there's a few just general questions that I ask you and you tell me uh, what instantly comes to mind. Awesome. So we're going to start with um, what failure has taught you the most about life? Mm. (sighs) Failure, failure, failure. Ah, okay. I will say uh, my failure to not complete school in the time that I was supposed to complete school, my failure to do that. I am actually still in school. I take classes here and there. I have about one more year to go. Um, But yeah, just that failure right there, it, what it taught me is just that, well, first of all, it taught me that that failure does not have to define me. 
-hmm. I used to think that because I did not finish school and I came from a um, high school that was highly academic. Uh, A lot of my friends were, uh, they went to Ivy League schools and things of that nature. Um, So I was expected to go that path and I didn't. I, I went um, a different path. I went the path of entrepreneurship. And so what it taught me is that God can use even your apparent failures uh, mm-hmm. for his good. And mm-hmm. so I still believe that, you know, I'm successful, but it's just not in the traditional uh, route. And I value education so much, which is why yeah, I still take classes and I'm not giving up on that. But uh, he can turn your failures around and use them for his good. Yeah, that's why I love the the phrase, uh, turn your mess into your message, because absolutely <laughs> right. We've taken a lot of things that others would look at as failures in, in life. And, and God has allowed us to, to use that to build a message to inspire others. Absolutely. Okay, next question. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Wow. The first book that uh, comes to mind is one that I just read called Call to Create by Mm -hmm. Jordan Raynor. My goodness, that book called to create just, it really just uh, solidified that calling. And it just had me get quiet and just say, you know what, there are some things in me that I've been holding on to that I need to create because it's not just about me. It's about, um, the purpose and God getting the glory. And so for any creative, uh, that book called to create, I highly, highly recommend. Mm, I'm going to have to read that one. Okay. It's so, so good. Is it, um, actually, you know what? I will look it up. I will definitely look it up. Um, I just found the subtitle. It's a biblical in- invitation to create, innovate and risk. Mm, okay. Yep. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> okay um if you could create a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say and why Mm. wow um gosh it would probably for me um hmm Gosh, that's a hard one. Um, it'll probably be something. I, I'm so like, <laughs> any, I'm so much of an evangelist and the gospel. And I immediately <laughs> just thought I'll have one of those, you know, one of those billboards you see down south, like <laughs> where, <laughs> where it's like Jesus loves you or repent or the gospel. I don't know. It may be something like that, or it could be something to encourage them um, mm-hmm. as well. I, I don't know offhand, but I may just, it could be something as simple as, um, I'm with you. I will strengthen you with my righteous right hand, which is Isaiah mm-hmm. forty-one ten. Like something encouraging. Like mm-hmm. I just think about like if I'm driving and if I'm having a hard day, like what could I see that could really just remind me of, you know, who's ultimately in control. So right, maybe right. something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. And that could be um, of money, time, energy. Mm. Worthwhile investment uh, this year has been starting therapy. 
that has been a worthwhile investment for me. I battled uh, anxiety mm-hmm. um, throughout different points of my life. And I just thought it was something that, hey, you know, I can overcome on my own or I'm strong. I'm a woman of God. I can overcome this. But and yes, you can overcome, but it's OK to seek um, help, uh, the help of a therapist, someone that's trained that can give you some natural uh, tools for you to use to help you with your breathing, to help you identify triggers and things of that nature. So I am team therapy all the way. You know what? Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a big one because I mean, a lot of people who are within the church and when you have issues, they tell you just pray. Um, But I think that therapists do have a place. I think that, you know, they can be extremely helpful. They've helped me. Um, And I think a lot of people either feel shame when they choose to go see a therapist or they don't want to talk about it because, well, I go to church, I'm supposed to have faith. I'm supposed to, you know, just pray, but there's more to it. And that's foolish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's foolishness and it's religion. And God also gave uh, doctors who gave therapists their gifts. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe that there's absolutely nothing wrong in going to see a doctor or a therapist. I encourage it. Um, I think that when people in the church uh, discourage that, that's just being religious and foolish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Uh, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Wow. Um, what new belief, behavior, or habit? Um, I will. I will speak to the behavior or habit of being okay with being alone and being intentional with being alone. Mm. Um, and having solitude. I. Uh, Love that. Uh, I am. I, I just told my hairstylist today. I said, you know, I've been like just really at peace, like feeling very zen, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I will, I know how to step away um, from all of the noise. I know how to step away from social media, step away from uh, friends, people, all of that, just to be refueled. And mm-hmm. Uh, doing that has just been so helpful um, for my um, soul care. And that's something that I pull away often just to get quiet. And right. that has been super helpful. Uh, I, I I love that because I'm naturally very introverted. Um, some people assume, you know, when they connect with me social, through social media that, you know, I'm this loud, boisterous person, but that's not true at all. I prefer my alone time. I I am very much okay with not showing up to an event or, you know, some social outing, I would rather be at home. Um, I'm so okay with that. (laughs) I think a lot of people have this fear of missing out or something, but. (laughs) Yeah. Give me my fuzzy socks and my coffee and a onesie. I'll be good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have people that ask me all the time, you know, I want you to do more Insta stories, more videos of yourself, more. And I'm thinking to myself, if you could only see right now, I have on my headscarf and I have my fuzzy socks on and my sweats and I do not feel like getting all done up to do a video right now. Not happening. Okay. I love it. I love it. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's see. Last question. Uh, which one will I choose? Mm. Uh, oh, this one. Okay. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? That could be distractions, invitations, family. Yeah. Um, I've become better at saying no to things that don't align with what God is calling me to or my purpose in that moment. Every good thing is not a God thing. So mm-hmm. I'll have people that uh, say, hey, you know, can you speak at this event or partner with this nonprofit or do this and that? And and it's a great cause. It's a great thing. It may be a great event, but that's not what God is having me do in that moment. And so mm-hmm. I um, have been really, really comfortable with saying no to those things. And what it does, I've also been able to uh, just make sure that the things that I'm doing, that they have purpose behind them, that they're bringing me joy. And I have less anxiety because I'm saying no, because how much anxiety does it bring when you're doing something just to please a person mm-hmm. and you know you're not supposed to do it? And so uh, I have no has saying no to those things has has helped me to kill that people pleasing uh, behavior. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. See, I, it, for this segment, that was my, my last question, but I'm thinking, I actually have more questions for you. I want to know <laughs> um, because, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because you have, and I don't know, maybe it's your faith, maybe it's your personality, but you seem very okay with saying no, very okay with not, you know, missing out on certain things, very, um, very good with yourself. And a lot of women aren't there yet. Um, So I guess, has that caused you any issues on your journey? Like, if that, does that even make sense? Um, Um, It it does make sense. It has not caused me any issues. Um, And I think it's just about the people that you're around. Uh, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have been blessed to have amazing friends that are doing some great things in their own right. And they all, like, we're not always able to attend each other's events and functions and things of that nature. And we give each other grace. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, I, my friends aren't able to always support every event, but God has given me a specific tribe that my events and my things are for. And so my, my uh, soul circles is not for everyone. So I'm not right. going to, you know, uh, hold all my, my, my friends to those things. And we just give each other grace. So it has not uh, caused any problems. Uh, I think it's great that you, you touched on the point that, you know, you, you have your circle of friends, you guys support each other. You're all doing great things in your own right. That love is there, but you know that you can't be there for all of each other's things and you know I've seen it on social media and I've heard in other conversations to other people in in their circles you know where they they take it the wrong way and I think that you know it shows maturity and confidence and true love within your circle you know that you guys understand that is there I guess is there any advice that you would give to another woman on that same topic I think uh, having those conversations and um, with your friendships and being uh, with your friends and being open is 
so key uh, because sometimes uh, the expectations that one has for a friend is different than what you even expected or are willing to give. And so right. you may just want to make sure that you have those conversations so that uh, the enemy doesn't, you know, plant uh, plant those seeds of um, dissension in, in your head because we could start thinking like, oh, well, you know, she doesn't really care for me or doesn't support me because she doesn't come to this. Well, maybe she has some other things going on in her personal right. life or maybe exactly. she's exhausted. Like, let's grace each other, ladies. Yes, yes. I I think that's like, that's so important because especially that expectation piece because we're we're human beings and i think that a lot of people will hold an expectation of someone else and expect them to live up to it and then get upset and disappointed when they don't and then build animosity towards that person and your you know your example of you know why a girl friend didn't show up to her friend's event or whatever it's not it's not about you you know maybe she has her own stuff going on i think a lot of times we need to step outside of ourselves and take the focus off of ourselves and understand it's not about us. There are things, everyone's going through something at some point um, or, you know, there are things that are not about us. Yeah. Or that friend could just not want to attend that event because it's not her thing and it's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I have have a girlfriend who, you know, she loves me to bits and pieces and supports me like in more ways than I can count, but she is not into going to events and, you know, I do and am involved in a lot of events. And even if she wants to come and support me and hear me speak, she's like, Mac, I love you, but I can't do it. And I don't feel any way towards her. I'm never upset. And I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, we understand each other and are each other's personalities and there's no offense taken. Right. But I know there are some women out there that'll still be like, well, that's, you know, you're my friend, you're supposed to support me or why didn't you show up? Or it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's as crazy. long as you have support in other ways. So I may have a friend that may not support an event, but they are there for me behind the scenes. Right. They're, they are praying for me. They are encouraging me in other ways, or yeah. uh, they are supporting me in other ways that maybe social media may not even see. And right. so uh, we just, we, we have to remember that as long as there's some support in other areas, then you know, you, you shouldn't be petty. <laughs> I, I think there's That's many the different there, there's many different levels to support. And I think that sometimes people forget that the way that person may be able to support you, um, it, you know, you, you can't, how do I say this? You can't discredit them because they're not supporting you in the way in which you would like. They may be supporting Absolutely. you to the best of their ability, right? Um, right. A quick example. I had a friendship that um, fell out because I was totally supporting her 100%. And this is when I was new to entrepreneurship. So this was years ago. But I was so supporting her. I loved everything that she was doing, everything that she was about. And everywhere that I went, whether she was there or not, not only was I also laying out her business cards, but I, if I was, because I was in real estate, if I was talking to somebody else, I was upselling her services. But because I never directly handed a client to her and said, you know, here, here is a client. She felt that I wasn't supporting her and took offense to it and, you know, started to create animosity and we distanced. And I thought to myself, 
I was going out of my way to support you, you know, telling you, telling everyone I know about you and about your services because I love you, but that wasn't enough for you. And I'm sure she's matured, you know, since then, but there's so many different ways where people take offense to the level of support that they're getting. Um, So I just wanted to point point out that I see you and in your circle on social media doing amazing things. And I love when I see the post of you guys together or you're supporting each other. Um, externally you know from across the border I see the love that you guys have and I love it and I want you guys to keep it up to keep leaving this amazing example for the rest of us I love it thank you so much no problem so uh just tell us once again where they can find you before we go well you can find me on my website at jenniferlucytyler.com or also on Instagram, my full name, Jennifer Lucy Tyler, that N is with uh, two N's, and also on Facebook. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. I appreciate you being so open to share your journey, and I appreciate you out here doing God's work and inspiring and serving um, to the best of your ability. To all of our guests, until next time, download the Iwaka My Stilettos app. And subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. Don't forget to subscribe or leave a review and share your thoughts about our conversation. Let us know what you think and share it with a friend. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.